Hello everyone, welcome back to Curiosity X podcast episode number two. I'm your host Sahil, and with me today we have Ayush, who is going to state our curiosity for today. And along with him, we have Vinay, Anmol, and Raman. Last time we had a great discussion on directed acyclic graphs in Spark. Today, Ayush is going to discuss another interesting topic related to Spark, that is serialization in Spark. So let's have a deep dive into today's uh, curiosity. So Ayush, what exactly is serialization? Uh, so welcome all. Uh, so the serialization of data has become a vital thing to do these days. We developers use this term a lot, but do we really know what it actually means? Can any one of you tell what is serialization? So I'm not very sure about that, but as far as I know, it means covering data according to our needs before transmitting it, let's say over a medium or something. Or we can say that uh, it's a simple transfer of data between two networks. Uh, yes, you both are right to some extent. Uh, serialization is a process of converting objects from programming language supported form to file supported form or the network supported form. An example over here is a stream of bytes. Suppose there is an object contact which contains some attributes like name, image, phone number, etc. So the problem uh, over here is uh, it is to be transferred over the network or to be written into the file. So it can be achieved by serializing this object. That is, we can convert this very object into a stream of byte. So is it like encryption and decryption of the data? Uh, yes, you are somewhat right. It does contain encryption as well as uh, decryption, but only to achieve uh, encryption or decryption of data, uh, 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 which is to be transmitting object state to a file or over the network. Uh, all right, okay. Uh, so we can say serialization is the process of translating data structures, object state into a format that is the series of bytes that can be stored in a file or a database or can be transmitted across a network. This process of serializing an object is also known as marshalling an object. One thing to note over here is the byte stream we created is platform independent. So the object serialized on one platform can be deserialized on a different platform. So that was the serialization. Now we all have a basic understanding of the serialization. Okay, Ayusha, you just mentioned a term here called deserialization. So what does that mean? Okay, so as the name suggests, deserialization is the process of converting an object from file supported form or the network supported form. That is the example of series of bytes in, uh, into programming language supported form. So uh, as we have considered an example, we uh, converted the contact object into the stream of bytes. Now suppose we got a requirement, uh, uh, we want that contact object back again into the programming language supported form. So how we are going to retrieve that uh, contact object from that uh, the series of bytes. So uh, for achieving that, we have a process that is uh, known as the serialization. So I hope now everyone is comfortable with what is serialization and deserialization? So uh, moving forward, as our topic for today is serialization in Spark. So how Spark is achieving the serialization? Spark serialization uh, converts objects into the bytecode. Why bytecode? Why not JSON or XML? Won't that make it easier? Well, Raman, uh, that's a good question. Uh, JSON XML is human readable as well as easier to debug as well. But as we all know, Spark deals with the big data processing. 
byte code is comparatively smaller in size as compared to json or the xml hence when transferred over the network it increases the transfer speed as less amount of memory is to be traveled over uh, over the network also bytecode is also much more secure as compared to the json or the xml okay so far so good but we still didn't get like why serialization is so important so can't we work without it uh, no we cannot work uh, without it uh, uh, why it is important is uh, nowadays we know the applications have multiple components and these components are being distributed across various systems and network these components need to interact with each other hence there is a need of a mechanism to facilitate this communication serialization serves for this very purpose serialization also brings a list of advantages along with it a serialized scheme can be encrypted authenticated and compressed supporting the needs of the secure computing also serialization helps to save persist the state of an object also serialization uh, helps to travel an object across a network and there are many more advantages along with these okay i guess now we have a much clearer picture about it thanks okay so now we have a fair idea about the concept of the serialization now let's explore it a bit more with the use case of spark spark provides two serialization libraries java serialization and the second is uh, cryo serialization by default spark use java serialization how can we use cryo if by default it uses java serialization uh, well uh, that's a good question uh, you have to explicitly set it up in this spark configuration okay so today uh, we will be covering spark serialization via uh, java serialization uh, i will also be covering uh, some uh, parts of the cryo serialization as well so before moving further let's dig into some key concepts of the java serialization for any object to be uh, serialized it must extend the serializable interface this interface is a marker interface that is it doesn't contain any methods it is used by the jvm to identify which object is to be serialized now after extending this serializable interface some uh, predefined classes like object output stream class uh, write object method is to be used to serialize the data into the bytecode similarly object input stream class method read object is used to deserialize the bytecode into the object now we have a uh, now we have understood the basic flow of the uh, java serialization now uh, uh, now let's explore this uh, with the help of the coding okay so before moving to the code uh, i would like to mention the spark basically uses serialization in two areas the first is when the master node distributes tasks to the executors that is over the network uh, for example in scala while performing operations like map flat map etc on the rdds uh, before distributing these tasks to the executors serialization and deserialization process takes place and the second use case is while persisting the rdds into the disk that is storing the objects we will see both the use cases first see how spark uses serialization over the network okay so as you can see uh, i have a, a program over here this uh, i have set it up the uh, spark configuration uh, 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 which is having the serialization of the java by default uh, 
below this code uh, i have written uh, a commented line so if you are going to use a cryo serialization you have to explicitly set it up so right now i am using a java serialization so i have this code as a commented code okay so let's move forward uh, i have a data of list of integers that is 1 to 10 so the problem uh, i have is i have to uh, filter out the rdd on the basis of the even numbers so i have made a variable even rdd so in which the uh, an operation is being applied to filter the data so now the main problem over here is suppose this data is huge and we are going to filter out the data uh, with the help of the uh, executors so the master node is going to distribute this filter method over the executors but before uh, uh, sorry uh, while uh, distributing this over the executors it is going to perform this serialization so how it is going to perform this serialization let's dig this method and find out as you can see the filter method implementation over here i will go uh, this uh, i will go with this clean method inside it it calls further clean method of closure cleaner and again the clean method so in this clean method you have to go yes uh, you have to go to the clean method of the line number 311 of the closure cleaner class okay so if you can uh, here you can find out uh, at the line number 334 of the closure cleaner class that if check serializable it uh, it calls a method ensure serializable and in that it passes the function that is for this very example we have a filter method so let's dig into this ensure serializable in this we get this spark environment dot get dot close serializable uh, dot new stand dot serialize now this method serialize further take this filter method and now we see that this serialize method is nothing but the java serialization serialize method which returns us the byte buffer code now uh, while uh, distributing this task to the executors it uses this deserialize method to produce the byte buffer code that is the byte code and just below this we have at uh, the line number 114 of the serializer uh, uh, serializer.scala class we have a deserialize method which takes the byte code and and return the uh, generic uh, class key that is uh, for the any object we can use it so let's go back and uh, see this so this was uh, how the serialization uh, uh, is being performed over the network uh, so similarly it performs the serialization for the map as well so Uh, now the second use case was the uh, to uh, to perform the serialization while we are persisting the data onto the file or to the database as you can see at uh, at the line number 16 of my code uh, i have saved this rdd i want to persist this rdd onto the file 
so uh, suppose for the uh, uh, for uh, temporary file abc i am persisting uh, this rdt but this save as object file method how it uh, what it actually performing inside it let's dig into it now as we are coming to the save as object file method it further calls uh the save as uh, sorry uh, it further calls the utils dot serialize uh, within it takes the x now what's this x is it's at the line number 1519 of the rdd dot scala now it is array of the object so good so uh, we are passing into the serialize method the array of the object now let's dig into the serialize method now this serialize method if you are familiar with the java serialization this serialize uh, method serves for that purpose as you can see the comment uh, uh, comment of this uh, uh, of this method at the line number 143 of the utils.scala the serialize method takes an object and uh, return as the bytecode just below this at the line number 153 we have a deserialize method so uh, while we uh, uh, while we we uh, Uh, while we will be uh, retrieving this bytecode again back into the programming language supported form we are going to use the uh, uh, deserialize method okay so let's go back so similarly with the persist method as well if you we are going to persist uh, this rdd into a cache so we are going to use these uh, methods only so uh, one thing to note over here is that if you are going to use the cryo serialization we are going to use the methods of the serialization and deserialization of the cryo library the demo i have shown is uh, uh, uses the method of the java serialization okay so those were the libraries uh, we have talked about currently spark supports only these two libraries for the serialization so to give you a glimpse of comparison between these two libraries uh you must be having a question that uh, 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 uh what the actual difference between these two libraries are so uh continuing on this java serialization writes out not uh, uh, not only the full class name of the object being serialized but also the entire class definition of the class being serialized and all of the reference classes the class definition can be quite large and seems to be main performance and the efficiency issue uh, especially when writing out a single object if you are writing out a large number of objects of the same class then the class definition overhead is not normally a big issue one other thing I, uh, that i noticed is that if you uh, if your object has a reference to a class such as a metadata object then java serialization will write the entire class definition not just the class name so using java serialization to write out metadata is very expensive well ayush that was a pretty amazing session on spark serialization so hope you guys also loved it as much as we did we still have a long way to go and explore multiple domains in spark we'll continue our journey in the next episode on rdds so till now thank you everyone for listening to us to know more about our work check our website www.nordus.com stay tuned and happy coding